Reading Eggs is a multi-award-winning learning program that helps children learn to read. Based on scientific research and designed by literacy experts with 30 years experience, it's proven to help kids learn to read using interactive reading games, guided reading lessons, fun activities, and over 2,000 digital storybooks. Reading Eggs has already helped over 10 million children worldwide. Programs for ages 2 through 13 use the five essential keys to reading success. The program unlocks all aspects of learning to read for your child. With no credit card requirements, visit readingeggs.com forward slash media for more information. That's readingeggs.com forward slash media. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. friends and welcome. This is an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms and this is episode 399 and I am getting to share this episode with a friend of mine, Denise Myra, and you guys have met Denise in previous episodes of Vintage Homeschool Moms, so welcome Denise. Thanks for having me Felice. It's great to be with you again. I am thrilled because we are going to be talking about True Grit, Secrets for Raising Kids. And uh, you've got uh, five boys. I I had three boys and two girls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it has been, you know, a journey because uh, I thought anyone who had, uh, you know, more than two kids was just nuts. And you didn't even want kids. Wow. So, I mean, yep. we are just a, a typical pair of, of misfits here. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're going to come to you real uh this is uncensored and so I, when i let denise loose you never know what you're going to get so um, but, but before i do oh. oh denise so you can find the show notes for today's episode just go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com look for episode 399 and look for true grit secret for raising kids and this is going to be amazing denise because it's uh, so wonderful when I look at my kids, um, especially how they are with their professors in college, or even when we would go uh, to a fast food place and they forgot to give us a condiment. And they would just say, oh, mom, I'm going to go up to the counter and, and ask for one. And I was like, look at them and say, when I was their age, there would be no way I would have asked my mother to go or, you know, gone up with her. Um, but I, I was always amazed. And we're going to talk about that today mm-hmm. um, because so many times we see uh, little kids having meltdowns. I mean, not that my kids haven't done that, um, but it only happened once, <laughs> you know. And then after that, we mm-hmm. had to, you know, uh, make sure that didn't happen again. 
so we see that though so much um, in today's world. Um, Denise, you can be found at denisemyra.com. I want to throw that out there before we just get started here. Oh, thank you, Felice. Yeah, it's cool that we're sharing this today. I've got a freebie on my site, actually, that is a great follow-up for our convo today called Seven Steps to Cure an Unhappy Kid and Revolutionize Your Home Life. And this is um, where I get to go deeper and really give you a mini training on on what we're going to share today. So that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's great. Wonderful. Well, today you are going to uh, share with us some of your secrets for raising kids that have grit. And explain what mm. that means, first of all, before we get started. What is grit? Well, it's, it's funny because this is so my heartbeat because I did indeed raise my five sons. And this was such a... Uh, such a daily part of our life together was developing this in their lives. And I I didn't realize how important it was at the time. And in retrospect now, I I got a magazine in the mail and they were featuring a book by a gal who had a Ted talk with over 14 million uh, downloads or watches views. And her name is Angela Duckworth. And she was a seventh grade math teacher in New York city. And she recognized and noticed, it got her passion going. This was a total career move for her and the whole kids with grit. But what she calls grit is a combination of perseverance and passion for long-term goals. And she wrote a book, of course, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. Uh, but what she, what she noticed in those students was that grit was highly predictive of achievement throughout life and that talent paled in comparison, which I thought was awesome because I think that we can excuse ourselves and our children by saying, Oh, they're missing that or they're missing that. But any one of our children can be trained and nurtured and we can work into their uh, DNA, that thing called grit. And if I was, I would boil it down to perseverance, and long suffering. She's talking about perseverance over the long haul. And so I think what so concerns me is that everywhere I look, I see a world of overindulged little people who are soft. They don't have grit. They don't have emotional intelligence. Like you said, they're, they're, they're just having meltdowns everywhere I look. And they, they cannot even discern proper emotion, let alone manage emotion. And so when, when I saw that she was, you know, trumpeting this, I just said, it goes back to God's word, doesn't it? It goes back to God's word where James 1 says that, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I know for me, I wanted my sons to be successful in this world. I was really concerned that as I homeschooled them, that I was crippling them for life, that I, these were in, you know, the old days of homeschooling when you couldn't just get online and, you know, find the latest message or find the latest book. I mean, it was a dearth of, a dearth of resources out there. It was a desert land. And I would think, am I ruining my kids? And so we want our kids to be successful. We want to set them up for life. We want them to be able to conquer. We, don't, we not only want them to know how to pick up their toys and finish their peas, we want them to stay married when they're grown up. We want them to be able to keep a job. We want them to be able to graduate from their studies. And so 
as I when I saw this flare up uh, in the media, I thought, this is so funny. This is God's idea. It's an old idea with a new face. And it, it, it just confirmed what God had taught me and how to raise my children. And so I think what we long for, Felice, I know, I, I know this would be your desire too. We, we long for a quality and a substance of character that can only be worked into their very fabric through difficulty. And so it, as I see it, uh, difficulty, enduring difficulty is so important for our children. But what do we want to do? <laughs> the biggest test is not for them to endure difficulty. It's for me not to abort their opportunity to endure difficulty. For instance, I, I would be tempted as I saw things in my children's paths, I would be, you know, I would want to rescue them. Anybody out there want to rescue your kids? I would want to be critical of people who were critical of them. That would, that, I'm not saying that's what I did. That was what my flesh rose up and wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make the way easy for them. But in making the way easy for them, I'm robbing them of the greater riches. Because if there's nothing for them to oppose, endure, resist, they never will have the muscle they need, i.e. grit, over the long haul. And so this is such an important topic, such an important topic that we, we don't remove the obstacles because in removing the obstacles, maybe intervening when dad wants to bring a a correction, no matter how gentle it is, mom can get her big horse's head in there and try to stop the whole thing. But we, what we have to realize is then what are we aborting for future character qualities in our children that they will benefit from for the rest of their lives. I mean, if we're picking up all the pieces all the time right now, who's going to pick up the pieces when they're 18, 25, 40? I see, I see 40 year old men still living in mom's basement because they never learned grit. They never gained grit in their character. That's how I see it. So our, our test as parents in this whole process of life is letting our kids hit those stumbling blocks, letting our kids experience disappointment, letting our kids get that muscle that's built by resistance, getting that character when circumstances bring disappointment. This isn't a very fancy, fancy uh, message. I know it's painful, it's, but it's so real because now my sons are entrepreneurs. They're businessmen. They're successful and they're, they're making their marriages work. They're homeschooling their children. They are understanding the marathon of life. I always, I always drilled into them uh, in love to be the tortoise, not the hare. The tortoise has, mm-hmm. you know, one day at a time, keep walking, get over those obstacles. You can do it, baby. I think I can. I think I can. I can. I can. Don't, don't pick them up and move them a mile down the road to make it easier. Let them struggle. They used to lift weights with my husband in the garage and I would hear them out there, you know, groaning. It was, it was a disgusting, it was, it sounded like they were dying out there, but it was that necessary pain of of lifting more and more weight incrementally day by day, building stronger and stronger muscles. It was a perfect picture of what I'm trying to illustrate uh, in the everyday. And so what I see I don't know if you see this as much as I do, Felice, but I see parents 
continually giving their kids what I call dopamine hits. Dopamine is that feel-good neurotransmitter that the brain releases right. when we're eating our favorite Thai food or that cheesecake or whatever, that wonderful latte. or It's that feeling of pleasure and satisfaction. And what it seems to me today is that mommies prefer their children to have a constantly happy existence. But if you're doing that, you're setting yourself, your child up for so much failure and it breaks my heart. So because no one's going to order them a new Amazon goodie, you know, in 20 years every day, no one's going to buy them another little Frappuccino. No one's going to pick up the pieces. No one's going to make everything happy for them. And, and every time you're treating your child, you're, you're keeping their existence at happy and satisfied. You're feeding that dopamine center of their brain and, and you're teaching them an unreality because life, I don't know about you listening out there, but my life, <laughs> life, and I'm, in, I'm an American in the greatest nation on earth with freedom and liberty and abundance, but life in the daily is hard, hard, hard. I, I don't care how you slice it, six ways to Sunday, life is not easy. And so I want to encourage you to allow circumstances that naturally occur that bring disappointment to have their work in your child. It's painful. It's horrible to have to watch them suffer. But it's a suffering at a level that is tolerable, endurable, and right. it's, it's just it's building a, a weight of glory in their lives that that is inestimable, a worth, a, a value uh, that, I mean, actually um, more valuable than, it, she, she actually said that it didn't matter, uh, Angela Duckworth, back to her, she said that sustained passion and effort, that grit was more important than intelligence or income and, and that, that grit actually formed a cornerstone for all their future successes. And I see that in my own children. And Felice, you were saying that about your own children, that you've watched right. that unfold. And you're probably, your daughter has several children. Tell us about that. How have you seen this quality work in your kids in ways that one are of, highlighted by what we're discussing? Yeah. Well, one of the things, like you were saying, you can't save them from everything. And I think my husband talks about that too with, with our kids, that we were so quick to save them. And so we we got a do-over because we have two older kids and three younger. So, you know, God gave us the younger ones um, when we were a little bit older and had some parenting under our belt. And so we learned more so with the younger ones, although number two daughter um, who had the younger parents and, uh, you know, didn't kind of know what we were doing, she has eight little ones, so uh, she has her hands full. She also is homeschooling. Wow. But one of the things I noticed with her is her parenting is different than mine. Um, she does a lot of, of like, rationale kind of things, and they listen really well. Um, but, but the like, you know, I, I always tease her and say, you talk them to death. <laughs> you know, whereas I was like, just do that. <laughs> You know, I mean, she, you know, it would like, I'll give you an example. So, um, you know, you, you were talking about not saving them and let, letting the consequences be very, you know, pretty much, um, well, let me just give you this example. 
So one day they come to grandma's, which is me, and I hear like the little one who's about four going, mommy, where's my sippy cup? And my daughter says to her, um, I didn't pack it. I told everyone to get their own cups because I like to, you know, she doesn't buy the bottled water because, you know, they've got all these kids and they're on a budget. And so right. she, they have these, you know, reusable. And so her little daughter goes, well, mommy, that's not thinking of others. So, of course, we're like trying not to laugh because here's this little one giving her back. <laughs> right? Giving her oh, back true. something she's heard. Well, that wasn't thinking of others. And so her mom had to quickly say, well, what happens when you don't remember to listen to what mom said? You know, instead of sitting there, which I, I was like dying and trying not to laugh. But it's, you know, it's that kind of thing. You know, Christina saw the cup. She saw that she had left it. And she could have just very easily grabbed it, right? But this was an instance where they're not going to forget. And so, you know, she wanted her special cup, and Grandma didn't have those cups. So she got whatever, you know, we had here. So it's just that kind of thing. And, and, uh, you know, giving them uh, the ability. I I remembered one time, um, and this was, I thought, heroic on on this mother's part. I didn't do it, but a friend of mine did. Um, Her children um, were in uh, in sports, and she always had them pack a bag and keep their stuff together. My kids played sports, so they all had their little duffels, and, you know, their, their bats or gloves or whatever was in there. And so she told her son she said she'd had to run back to the ball field several times with his uniform because he kept forgetting it and Mm -hmm. this child had to sit out one game and um you know and it and it hurts you know it's one of those well it hurts the whole team blah 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 um but still what a lesson and then I also saw another dad um and I I went up to him uh you know when the son didn't notice and told him how heroic I thought he was. And he said, well, thank you so much because my wife's really upset with me. But his son <laughs> got a bad grade on a test, and he was not going to tolerate that because he said he had to go practice or do whatever. And he said, if you want to play, you know, play sports, and this young man's a catcher um, at the university level now. But, you know, he was our best catcher, and I don't remember if we won or lost that game. Wow. But the point is, he had to sit out, and everybody's, oh, you know, and and he made him come to the game. So it's like one thing, you're in trouble. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. It is. (laughs) But what a lesson. And, and, you know, when he just said, and the kid, you know, was kind of said, yeah, I'm, I, um, you know, he had him tell him, you know, what happened. Well, this child is an A student now, you know, not going to happen again. Uh, You know, again, each parent has to parent the way they, they, you know, they they think is best. But again, the point is like, you're not saying, oh, never get him a treat. You're just saying that it's always, it seems like it's continuous. You know, I've heard mothers say things like, um, well, I have to do this because I don't want to hear them screaming. Well, a little bit of screaming at home kind of like overcomes that that next step. Um, and, and right, then we're bargaining. We're just tired, we're, right? We're we're negotiating. We're bargaining. We're we're when when we do that, we we are setting the standard by saying, if you, for instance, if you have a fit, it, I will reward you with a treat. It, mm-hmm. I I just think that we 
mommies out there, be careful that you're not making every day a party because life isn't a party. Now you would, it, I, I make myself, myself sound tough and I'm a tough, I was a tough mom. I'm a tough grandma, but, but my kids adore me and my grandchildren adore me because under all that is love. And my motive is love. Um, I think that so many young parents want to give their kids everything they didn't have. They're trying to make up for something, right? Let's not forget to give our kids what we did have. And as I grew up, I mean, we maybe ate out once a month maximum, and it was the Sizzler or pizza. It was, we were, it's so frugal. It was, it seems that kids are eating out every single day. I, I think that that's something that I would caution you because that's not reality. That's not affordable. That's not healthy. Uh, it, it goes all, all down to how, what kind of bedrock are we forming in our children's lives? Um, we, we don't get our way as adults. I mean, if we think about how did we learn our most valuable lessons, please? How did we experience our finest moments along the path of life? How did we make it to the end of our homeschooling journey? How did we stay married? And I, yeah. it, Hard I tell not. you what, when I was raising, <laughs> there you go. It's, it, it's because we kept going. We kept going. Didn't matter if we felt like it. Didn't matter if it was good or didn't feel good. Because there was something about our upbringing, at least in my upbringing, I, we, we, we were very frugal family. And then as my husband and I married, we, we were very frugal. We didn't have a lot of resource. And, and actually, as I reflect, I'm grateful for that because I couldn't buy my way out of difficulty. I couldn't, I couldn't make everything even, Stephen, for my kids. If we got blessed, I couldn't make it up for the other one. I had to trust God to meet their needs. And as much as I want to give them everything, you know, at Christmas, I, I want to give them everything. In my heart, I know what I can do. And I know that love, love we've got to love our children enough to allow them to struggle when they're around us. And we can, we can love them. And, and our whole presence of joy and peace and God life comforts them, even in their struggle. And when they're around our feet and we, we're loving them enough to allow them to struggle in some things, we, our presence makes up for it. Not presence we buy, but who we are in our God life. You know, one of the most effective tools I ever devised, and I didn't even know it at the time, was a chore chart. And I kept those chore charts every single day, and we, we changed them around, and I, I won't go into the details of them, but I got to tell you, people say, oh, a chore chart. Who's got time for a chore chart? Chore chart. I, yeah, I've heard about that. Oh, I, I see that you can buy them on somebody's website. Girlfriend, you don't even need to buy one. Get yourself out a piece of notebook paper. You make a list of everything that needs to be done every week in that household. And if you've got multiple kids homeschooling, you've got a whole lot of stuff that every age child can do from two years old up to 18 years old. And I was fastidious with those. I mean, they were, they, they, there were rewards for finishing them. There were, there were uh, consequences for not finishing them. It taught my children order. It taught my children accomplishment. It taught my children perseverance, perseverance, oh, that painful word endurance, because they could not be free to go do what they wanted to do until that chart was done. And I made it reasonable. And I talk about that in part of that freebie that I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, you can really read my heart in there. I, but, but I, I really believe, and now their kids have 
And even when they moved out with friends, they made tour charts for their friends. It's funny. But it's because <laughs> that, that, that tool was supernatural, supernatural. And, and I, I just, it, it may sound old hat. It may sound, you know, nowadays mamas who, you know, there's so much homework from, from, with children that are attending traditional schooling that it's just, it's just dominating their entire existence. That's heartbreaking to me because to me, the most important thing can be lost like a chore chart. Well, they have too much homework. They can't do their chores. They have, you know, baseball, football practice, soccer practice, choir, piano lessons, you know, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. But, but this is all about the bedrock of that child's character is, is this is how we get them to naturally have to face trials and tribulations and struggles and perseverance and and if, if the word is telling me, if the word of God is telling me that if they have perseverance, they'll be mature and complete, not lacking any single thing in their lives, then it's worth it to stand up at attention and take note of this, that we've got to go back and revisit how many dopamine hits a day we're giving our kids or a week or a month, how many parties we're throwing for them, how many bargains we're making with them, how many negotiations we are allowing them. Because we are setting them up for all those, all those tricks they're using on us. They will use in junior high, in high school, in adulthood, and on into marriage. I, my boys, and, and this is to the glory of God, but time after time after time, countless, I've met their employers, and they have just asked me how in the world I trained up such hard workers, like dependable. I, kids will... Employers will stand in line to hire my kids. That's the kind of kid you raise. And now, th- that wasn't enough for them, though. The part of their, their training was that they had time to become entrepreneurs. The business my son began to build at age seven now feeds families. I mean, we're talking, wow. about, we're talking about life impact here through a chore chart, through learning to mow the and pick up the dog poop and serve the neighbor. And, and, and my boys clean the meanest bathroom. I, one of my sons work for Java Juice. He cleans the meanest bathroom in town. I mean, these are the things that are God's glory in our kids' lives. And it's not because I'm so great. It's because of this secret, this tool, this gold that I mined while I was raising my children that you can have to anyone. It's free. It's absolutely free. You can do this. And later on in life, now when, you know, when my sons are in their 30s, 20s and 30s, and I watch them online doing their businesses and I, and I hear about their victories and another contract they just got, another this, another that. I, I just look back and say it all started in the little things of allowing my children, loving them enough to allow them to struggle. And that's, that's our test, mom and dad. It's our test. But it's worth it. It's worth it. We've got to pass that test. We've got to bite our tongue. We've got to put our wallet away. We've got to get off Amazon. You know, one more toy isn't going to, one more reward. I remember I made this elaborate reward system at one point when they were a little bit older, probably 10, 11 years old. And, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, their whole life is a reward. And I, I began to think about all the enjoyment they, they had in life. All the freedoms, all the, and I, and I just tore it up and threw it away and said, no, nope, we don't need this anymore. Those days are gone. They've got to 
for the sake of the work ethic that needs to be in them. They already earned all their little trinkets and their GI Joes and their Legos. You know, just a work ethic in itself is a reward. And that was at an older age, like I said, because I am, I'm a compassionate, wholehearted mama, but I'm a wise mama first is what I want to be. And so I want you to be that too. If you're listening today, I want you to, to eat the sweet fruit later of watching your children finish their, their days, hardworking, work on their marriages, be attentive to their children, go through the hard things in life as adults. I want you to eat that sweet fruit too. And so I just, I just want to encourage you to have an ear to hear what I may be saying to you today about um, allowing your kids to experience life's hard knocks. Will you pass that test? And I, I believe that it is something we've got to seriously consider, Felice, especially in our days yeah, of, of indulgence and narcissism. And, and, you know, I mean, families are spending one-third more than making overall. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely a fact. Dave Ramsey will tell you one third more than they're making. These are double income people because it's never enough because the black hole of want and desire and pleasure is never fed. That's why we have to teach our kids restraint, emotional intelligence, how to get through trials and tribulations. I know my pathways of endurance and perseverance worked gold in my own life as much as I despised the emotional aggravation of it. I am now stronger for it. And that's what we have to allow in our children while they're still in our control, under our authority and in our presence. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Right. And I love that. I I love that, um, you know, you share the hard stuff that it is, um, difficult because we want to spoil our kids because we love them and life is hard. And so, you know, we tell ourselves all these things and, you know, and then, um, you know, you can throw in, well, my love language is to give. That's me. You know, well, I like to bake. And I had a son, um, my youngest, who used to just find something around the house and wrap it and give it to me. Like that was his little gift. Aww. So obviously that was his love language, you know, and we would just open it Rich. and we never knew what, it, what was going to be in there. Um, but you know, we, we want to do that because we love, um, we love each other, but there can be so many different ways that we do that. And, um, you know, I think he was one too, that created, um, a cooking trophy for me. I got the cooking trophy. We didn't even even have that. Like that, that was something he made up, but, um, but the torch heart idea. I want to hug you. I know, right? He's my youngest. <laughs> Not always Aww. so huggable now that he's older, but um, <laughs> I miss him. He's far away. So, um, so yeah, I think we're actually going to get to go see them next weekend. So I'm, we're excited about Yay. that. So but, and my older um, kids, you know what? I love spoiling them. And I would give them anything. And I, they say to me, Mama, you gave me everything. And that is... That blows my mind. I could cry thinking about it because I'll say, oh, honey, I want to give you the moon. They'll say, you already did. And they recognize that the way they were raised, not perfect. Oh, my humanness got in the way so many times. I'm ashamed and I have. Yes, if I let my mind go there, I have deep regrets about certain things we all do. Right. I'm, I'm as human as you are, whoever you are out there. But 
but they to know that they know that everything I did was for their best interest. And then to watch them training their children with so many similar principles, I, I, I have to pinch myself and say that's to God's glory. To God's glory. Amen. Well, guys, did you enjoy hearing everything Denise said? So go over to her website at denisemyra.com. Check out her book, No Ordinary Child. It is phenomenal. Um, You will want to uh, buy more than one copy because you're going to want to give it to a friend. And uh, it is, you know, one of those, yeah, one of those really life-changing books. So um, you can find the show notes again for today's episode, uh, True Grit. Secrets for Raising Kids. This is episode 399, and you can go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Thank you so much, Denise, for joining me. It's such a pleasure, Felice. Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.